I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, Episode 38. Today, we talk about how to detox your mind as it's time to just sit, stay put, clear your mind, as you don't want to miss this life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, welcome everyone to the show. Before we begin, if you just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Bond. Well, my guests today are sister-in-laws, Suki and Beth Novakratz, who have been consumed in the world of wellness, together formally co-founding the celebrated newsletter, The Well Daily. The duo was inspired to discover the steps towards making meditation part of a mindful, reflective, and joyful life. Together, they traveled the world studying meditation, everywhere from classrooms to the Lakota sweat lodges to uh, ashrams and the Tibet house learning from renowned teachers and even monks from around the world. Everything they discovered helped inspire their new book, Just Sit, a meditation guidebook for people who know they should but don't, a hands-on look at what meditation really is, what it does, and how to do it. And it sounds like a perfect show for a type A personality like me, and of course, many of you. So let's welcome Suki and Beth Novakratz, to life-changing wellness. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi. Hi. Well, this is uh, a subject that I really want to learn more about. Uh, your book is a big eye-opener, not only to me, but to many out there. And I want to kind of kick this off because uh, people really don't know what meditation really means. So kind of give us the the true definition of meditation. Well, you know, um, we like to say that if you're breathing, um, you're halfway there. Um, <laughs> that the other half of it is paying attention to your breath. And so that we are all, you know, uh, able to do meditation. It's at, right at our fingertips. Um, and that there, but there are a lot of misconceptions that sort of separate us from the practice that, you know, you have to sit for lots of hours, that you have to, you know, clear out all your thoughts, that you have to be perfectly still. Um, and that we're here to tell you that, um, Meditation can fit into your schedule and is much more flexible for everyone. Well, let me ask you this, because I know that um, after going through your book, meditation does not mean we stop thinking, correct? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think the only way, and I think the only way anyone really stops thinking is when they stop living. Like yes. your, your thoughts just don't turn off. Um, and that's like, I think that's probably the number one misconception with meditation. That somehow you get you're on top of a mountain, sitting cross-legged, and you no longer th are thinking you're so in the zone. And the truth is, the meditation is the act of noticing your thoughts. And once you med start meditating and really focus on your breath or maybe a mantra or whatever you're using as sort of an anchor, and you start noticing the thoughts that are coming into your head, you'll start realizing how much of what we think about all day long is a minutia and nonsense. And so meditation is the act of noticing the thoughts and then noticing when you're, the, you're, you're letting the thoughts run away with you and getting back to the breath. 
just gently noticing them and going back to your breath. And when they start coming back, noticing them again and getting back to your breath. And well, gently how, being the key with it. Well, how does meditation work in the area for millions of people who literally play mind games with themselves they have mental arguments they have mental discussions with only themselves and like you said you know it comes down to 90 percent of the things that we worry about never happen so a lot of those thoughts you know they end up going nowhere so how do we stop the mind games well and the, and those thoughts are what cause our stress and our stress is what causes our illness so in that sense it's really it's not just to relax or to de-stress it's it's life like life altering but can be also like life saving um in the sense that noticing what you know we all love to have laundry lists and like you say mind games and things we think we need to be worrying about because somehow we're controlling the universe with our thoughts and if we can obsess or have a lot of anxiety over what's happening next or what we're not doing or what someone said to us and how we're going to respond Somehow we think we can control things, and A, we can't for the most part, and B, none of that obsessive thinking is helping in in real life anyway. And a lot of it is unconscious, right? We're just not even aware that we're operating with these stories constantly. And so what meditation really helps is that you start noticing these thoughts, and you're like, well, oh, do I really want to be, you know, having that negative spin about, you know, whatever, my mother, my, my food, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my husband, you know, that, that is, you know, the meditation, when you start noticing these thoughts and you start observing them and you're like, well, you know, I can choose differently. I can think more positively about something. I can choose to, you know, um, you know, come from a place of kindness to that person as opposed to first seeing all the negative things, first of all, you know, and so this is where we start to sort of, you know, separate and, and wrap ourselves from and unhook ourselves from these automatic sort of, you know, storytelling that, that happens so naturally for all of us. And we really yeah. start to understand, we, uh, we start to understand our mind's operating system, you know, and that's kind of what it really is. It operates us until well, we step back from it. So. Well, let's, uh, l- let's take today's society. Millions of people are walking around with their heads bent over, staring at a smartphone, scanning not even really uh, information and sometimes the things that they are scanning or reading is creating undue stress upon their their whole being so their whole wellness is really needs a good detox now when you're uh lecturing or, or speaking to people about meditation and is there a way for all of us to you know come to a quiet place to put that smartphone in a locked box and walk away from it so we can actually get our mind back to where it needs to be and and away from this, uh, you know, all of the, I don't know what you would call it. It's just a, a digital overload. Yeah, I mean, one of the best ways is to get into nature. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the best way to sort of like, no, you know, no cell to, signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and truly to, to put put the phone away. Um, and to And even... Uh, make designated times and places where you don't have your phone on or on you or or a computer, you yeah. know, and a lot more than two minutes a day. You know, so many people sleep with their phones next to them, wake up, and the first thing they do is reach for it. Um, it's it's like it's 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 running live the phone, you know. And uh, I think you, I think the more you can 
trying to regulate how and when you use it, the, the, the freer you'll be and, and the healthier. Well, well, let take us through the steps um, with a with thought detox medication. You know, uh, not medication. I'm sorry. Thought detox meditation. We're trying to get off a of medication around here. So, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so help us just uh, walk us through the, the the simple steps that all of us uh, can do to get into that state of meditation and bring a. Uh, well, mindful peace is, I guess, what I will call it. So kind of walk us through that. Okay. Here, do you want to? Okay. So this is just a simple uh, meditation, a little breath work to, to clean your brain, really. It's almost like uh, brushing your teeth, but for the brain. Yeah. We like to say that um, our number one addiction is to our thoughts. Mm. So, so, so start by taking a seat any, anywhere. It doesn't have to be on the floor cross-legged, although it can but in a chair, on a couch, wherever you are. Unless um, so take a seat and close your eyes. And you want to start activating three deep belly breaths to sort of, you know, calm your whole nervous system down. And so we like to sort of breathe in for three and hold the breath for three and then exhale for three and do that four times uh, to really sort of, you know, uh, change your state. Be present. So do four deep breath and then after the fourth exhale um start noticing where where when the thoughts start coming in so notice what you're supposed to be noticing is your inhale and then your exhale but keep your mind on your breath but what will happen because it happens to all of us because what mind does is it just starts spewing words thoughts and tries to get our attention and so you may not even get to the third deep belly breath before you know you're remembering you have to like put your, your son's like, you know, sneakers in his bag or whatever before he leaves for school or whatever it is. And that, that's okay. If you just note, you're actually noticing that, you know, you've gotten away from your breath, from your anchor. So go back to your breath and let that thought go and keep on going and doing this for what, five minutes, two minutes, one minute. You start with two minutes and then tomorrow do it for three. And and work your way up to a little bit longer each week. Um, I like so I like that. Time. Yeah, I like that. A lot of people think that uh, they're going to need to corner off about thirty minutes to an hour to meditate. And you're saying that we could just start off with two minutes and slowly uh, increase our time on a daily basis. Oh, and we think you should start off with two minutes because it, it's something you can build and get more comfortable with, as opposed to so many people think they need to start with thirty, forty minutes. And they do it one day, and then they're out of it. Yeah, it's kind of the same as if, if you haven't been to the gym and or you know worked out or gone running in years, and you're all of a sudden going to go. You're not going to run ten miles. No, you'll feel like oh, I'm so out of shape. You're right. beating yourself up. You know, why did I let myself get out of shape? You know, like we want you to start and be successful. Yeah. <laughs> and being able to sit for a minute and then two minutes, so that you know you don't start beating yourself and convince yourself that oh, I'm never going to be able to do this because you can. And there's so much you get out of even assuming the position, having that place where you're going to sit and meditate, closing your eyes. It's like, okay, now you're training your body that that's where it's going to go every morning or every afternoon or whatever time you decide is a good time for this. And what's beautiful about that is that you develop that technique and it's sort of like Pavlov, your dog, that so when you're 
in line and someone cuts you off or something, you know, and, you, and you're ready to get sort of angry, you can sort of, your deep belly breath, you can sort of bring yourself back to that place. And so you're not on your cushion or you're not in your regular place, but you can bring that, that presence, that state of mind to help slow you down so that you don't get hijacked by your anger or things like that. So it's a tool that you're also developing um, for use during the day when you might need it to sort of, you know, set the brakes. Um, I, I love I love that because, you know, a lot of people, especially in this society, too many people are uh, reacting so fast that they're I guess their upset button or their anger button is just they're, they're trigger happy. And a lot of people don't know how to lasso that in and tie it off. And I completely agree with you, you know, by practicing meditation, especially first things in the morning can really help you be mindful when things rise up during the day, maybe it's somebody that cuts you off on the freeway or like you said, you know, cuts in line at the grocery store and you're basically wanting to tell them what for, but just practicing the breathing and bringing yourself well back to center, so to speak, really cuts down unwanted reactions that would be negative and really they, they're not uh, fruitful in any way. And uh, so with meditation, let me ask you this. Is it something that someone can do? Let's say, uh, you know, a working mother has two or three kids. They're, you know, they're running around the house. She's trying to get them fed for breakfast and get them dressed for school. Uh, she takes that two minutes. And can she do it again in the evening, let's say before bedtime? Yes, she could do it like two minutes every hour. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. But my kid always kids, I mean, like, yeah, you know, steal <laughs> those two minutes every hour, you know, all the power to you. Um, yes, you know, look, it's it, it's there to sort of like you're really you're just trying to develop a habit, and 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 um, that's a physical one by by placing your you know by stopping and and sitting, but it's also um, a habit of thinking and 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 how we um, respond, react to our thoughts and emotions during the day. So you know, it's a two pronged system here, and so the more you're able to sort of activate it in your everyday life, uh, be it you know intermittently during the day or during, you know, more, you know, longer chunks um, in the beginning or the end of your day. Um, it's all good. It all helps. Well, let me ask you this, because I want to kind of cover a little bit of the science, so to speak, of meditation, because I was reading through uh, your book, Just Sit, which is a fantastic read. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is something that needs to be in your library or you need to download it into your Kindle here. But uh, I want to ask you about, because you had mentioned about the vagus nerve. And a lot of people don't understand what the vagus nerve is. So for a quick study, ladies and gentlemen, the vagus nerve runs from your brain to your gut and back again. And a lot of times when people feel nervous, they feel it, you know, they may feel butterflies in their stomach or they feel that tenseness in their gastrointestinal tract, but it also sends a signal back up to the brain, does it not? It does. It does. I mean, there's a mind-body connection and that's like, that's, you know, vagus. Um, and so, you know, when you are overworked, stressed, lack of sleep, you know, even arguments, all these different things sort of like, you know, uh, deplete your vagal tone and, uh, and that meditation and breath work and humming and dancing and, you know, being kind to others, all these things sort of like activate, um, this, you know, this, 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 the vagus, um, and, uh, and, and it's, it is your way it's your inner sort of um, pedal that can sort of stop all the craziness, all the stress um, in your body. Um, you have much more control of it than you think. Um, 
So, you know, yes. Yeah, so like you have your parasympathetic nervous system, you know, and when you're on high alert for stress, you think like, oh my goodness, you know, um, my boss is screaming at me. And you should have, in many ways, you, you know, you confuse it for the tiger in the savannah, you know, but no, it's your boss, you know, and so you're not going to die. You're not going to die. <laughs> this isn't really like a death. Yeah, you know? there you go. Um, but if you, you get in that mode, so you get in your mode, your brain pulls us into that and you're, and physically you're ready to sort of like, you know, run or jump ship or like fight. Um, but if you can activate your breath work, you know, that can, that, that immediately, those deep belly breaths immediately sort of kick in your parasympathetic nervous system. And then you can make a better decision, you know, in terms of how you respond to your boss, how you respond to your colleagues, um, and also how you take care of yourself in that situation. Um, and so it's an incredibly powerful tool, um, that can change your physiology, um, well, let me ask you this, because, the you know, with the multiple thousands of people that you have talked to and lectured and, and helped them to understand meditation, uh, have you had any stories of those that have gone through or were dealing with depression that by uh, practicing meditation and improving their vagal tone, that it improves their mental state? Uh, absolutely. Um you want to talk for a second about your own depression, like your own experience with that? In terms of my trauma? Yeah. Well, I, you know, um, the summer before I started um, uh, college, I um, I was gang raped, and um, which I've shared and in, 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 you know publicly. Um, and you know, even though I went to therapy and I and 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 um, and I thought that you know I I sort of you know I I healed myself so to speak. You know, I still had put it in sort of like a back. Of corner in my life, you know, and it wasn't until years later that where I came to meditation again, that, you know, meditation gave me that, that, that safe place to sort of touch that pain, you know, and I didn't realize I was operating, you know, in this low grade depression because I was constantly having to sort of mask or hide or contain, you know, that information, not just to people around me, but to myself even. And, you know, when you can sort of be your full, your full experience of your life, meaning your good, you know, the good things that happen to you and the bad things that happen to you. There's so much freedom. I didn't realize that I had this sort of low grade depression because um, I was working so hard um, to not touch on those emotions and that pain. Well, did meditation um, and- did meditation bring a lot of those thoughts back, and then you were able to maybe uh, deal with it more to where you're now more empowered than ever? Yes, absolutely. You know, and I do have friends who ask me, well, you know, like, I'm scared to do meditation because I don't want to bring out bad thoughts. And and, I, and I'm just like, you know what, honey, you know, denial is so powerful that it really doesn't come up until you're ready to deal with it, yeah. you know? Like, that's why it, that's why it's called you know, detox. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, and so, like, so when it's there and, it's gonna, and when it's, you're prickling up, like, trust that, that you've got, you, you got it because it's time and you're ready for it, you know? Um and, uh, and that was true for me. And, and, and like, and my friend too, when, you know, she's like, you know what, actually, yeah, you're right. You know, um, I spent so many years putting it in the box. Um, and, uh, and so there's just so much freedom when you can actually be your full, full self, um, that you don't have to put a mask on about one little part of your life. Um, and meditation was, you know, gave me that, that, um, ability to, um, come back home to myself in that kind of way. Wow. Well, I am. I am happy that, uh, you know, for you that, uh, you know, meditation has helped you and brought you through that. Uh, those are stories I do not like to hear, but it happens and we're hearing about it more and more. Uh, but I think 
you know, meditation is something that everyone needs to be doing, especially in this day and age. It seems like we have a lot of, um, I don't know, I think a lot of stressed out people that uh, end up saying things they shouldn't say or doing things they shouldn't do. But at the same time, it's a, it's this huge thought process that, you know, a lot of people are, are believing more of their thoughts when a lot of it's basically just garbage. It just needs to be dumped out. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's true. Now, when it comes to meditation, how has this helped people, let's say, to stop drinking or stop smoking or maybe, uh, you know, not eating so much and, and uh, you know, just, well, detoxing from the technical world, so to speak. So how has uh, the things that uh, you have taught others helped them to overcome bad habits? One, well, for myself personally, um, and it was kind of an unexpected perk, I, I, I mean, I should have. I, I was a heavy smoker and I really didn't have, I, I was always going to quit someday, but it really wasn't on my immediate agenda, you know, and because of meditation and, and just becoming so completely aware of that all the identity and stories around cigarettes were just that stories, And so all these things that I kind of thought, like I, I, I made them so much bigger and more important than they were. I started to see, oh, wait, this is straight up addiction. And I really, really, I know that sounds ri- almost ridiculous, but to actually be able to see how much an addiction owns you and that's all it is made it almost, I, I literally, without even trying, just quit. And I smoked almost two packs a day for 20 years. Um, and not that it was like, woo free, completely free and easy, but it was pretty easy comparatively um, because I, I think because having that that insight to, to actually really, really look at what addiction is and how it owns you made it very easy to walk away from um, and took all took all the kind of make-believe stories around it, took all those walls down and just, um, it gave me a, a huge amount of power over it. Wow, so, that's, you know, you know that is some, that's something else because a lot of people, you know, they could be, let's say, maybe they're a social drinker. Maybe they drink too much. Maybe they, they smoke too much. And a lot of them don't look at it as an addiction. They don't even look at it as like a bad habit uh, and something that's actually destroying their health. And, and right. it's amazing. I mean, I know people who are so overweight that they look in the mirror. They don't see themselves as fat. They just buy a bigger shirt and think that nobody else can see it. And it's true. It is very, very true. I mean, uh, I'll just give this quick little story, uh, a very short story. Uh, Last night, uh, I was in a room with 85 people. Half of them have cancer. Uh, One particular woman is anorexic, and she knows she's anorexic, but her vision of herself in the mirror is completely different than what all of us can see in her physical state. She can't see that, and she's trapped in her mental state and why she's anorexic, I do not know. But there's so many people out there that have these thoughts of themselves that are the complete opposite of what everybody else is seeing, you know, and like you said, in part of it's denial, but meditations is extremely powerful. And, you know, what actually inspired both of you to seek out around the world to study meditation and from all of these different areas from the from the teachers and the monks, what was that one 
uh, defining point that made you seek uh, or want to seek more about what meditation is all about? You know, I think what it was is we were doing a lot of work in wellness across the board, yoga, food, kind of, we had a, a website that covered everything, daily email, and we had hit a wall with it to the, and the, and the conversation we had with ourselves was the only thing that really, if you can meditate, everything else kind of starts falling in line. You know, you start, it, it just seemed like the one we really wanted to understand. Um, and, and by far the most important in the sense of if you have that kind of awareness, then you, then it makes everything else easier to change, to do. Um, yeah. I mean, your thoughts are so powerful in your belief system. You know, like as you were saying, right? The person who buys the, the, the t-shirt that's larger, the person who can't really see, you know, their frail body in front of the mirror, right? It's, 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 it's our, how powerful our mind is that keeps us from the reality that's right in front of us. And so we sort of really wanted to get to the bottom of that, you know, um, that 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 that's where, you know, all disease is, you know, like where all happiness lies and, and that, you know, um, to, to brain hack that, that, you know, that area. Um, we were fascinated by that. Yeah, you know, it's amazing because there's a, I've, I have recently I've talked to so many people that are covering things like kindness and joy, how to find joy, how to improve, uh, you know, wisdom in one's life. Uh, you know, just uh, finding the center to where people can be more calm, uh, not to be haters or trolls or bullies. And it seems that people just need to take time to just sit, just like the title of your book, uh, just sit and, you know, and go through, uh, you know, the steps of meditation and to learn how to breathe. You know, sometimes I catch myself, I'm not breathing as deep as I should. Sometimes I'm wondering if I'm holding my breath 24 hours a day. But uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think all of us, including me, uh, need to learn the art. Uh, I would I like to call it the art of meditation, but there is a big science behind it. And for Suki yeah. and Beth, where can everyone buy your book, Just Sit, a meditation guidebook for people who know they should but don't? Where the, where can they buy that? Um, our website is justit.com. So you can find it there or anywhere books are sold, online or in stores. And it's downloadable uh, for a Kindle as well? On Amazon, yeah. yeah, correct. Ah, fantastic. So tell me uh, real quick, what does the future hold for both of you and Just Sit? Well, I hope, um, you know, I guess the teacher once told us if we can help one person get free by sitting, then, you know, our time on this planet has been worth it. So, <laughs> you know, even if one person from this interview starts to practice, you know, we feel blessed and we feel that that's sort of, you know, that's what we're here to help, you know, um, inspire and get people on the cushion um, or on their couch or wherever they can sit to just sit. Well, I can tell you what, I, I would love to have both of you back for a future episode to continue this discussion. Uh, you have a big fan here. Uh, continue oh, to do your so work. <laughs> well, continue to do your great work. Uh, I think it's extremely timely uh, for today's society. And, and to all my listeners out there, please go to their website, justsit.com, buy their book, if you have to download it like I do, download Just Sit, a meditation guidebook for people who know they should 
but don't. So if you're the type that has a hard time sitting still, it's time to just sit. So I want to thank both of you, Suki and Beth, for coming on to Life Changing Wellness today. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. And uh, there's more that we're going to have to talk about. So I've got to have you back. And uh, okay. so, yeah, so, much, so much success to both of you. And ladies and gentlemen, remember... To catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness, just hit subscribe on iTunes or my other show channels at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes, and I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. You can learn more about me at DrWardBond.com and again, my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond or iTunes or our other uh, channels. So I want to thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. I'm Dr. Ward Bond. Have a blessed and peaceful day.